And now it's time for the ridiculous. <laughs> what kinds of things make people pissed? And how many suitors exactly has she dismissed? Siri, what are some locations for a lover's tryst? <laughs> oh, darling, surely there must be a list. A list? A list? A list? A list? You're telling me it's all here on this bleeding <laughs> list. That's preposterous and ludicrous. Well, actually, it's all quite ridiculous. Ridiculous. Welcome to The Ridiculous. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill, and we are back with more Ridiculous Lists for you this week. We're back. How are you doing, Jen? Great. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> Why are you asking? No. I don't know. Do you I look not? Like something's up. <laughs> no. It's just been a, a very busy day, but, um, but I'm, so I'm so excited to take like a little break from the uh, rat race, if you will, <laughs> and have some fun talking about some lists because I'm so excited about mine this week. Are you? Me too. I think it's I'm excited really about mine too. Juicy. Oh, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you guys so much for everybody who has been listening. Uh, I mean, episode five, we're, get, we're getting there. I did want to say that this is actually, if you're listening um, on the Dumb Love feed, um, if you, this, our old podcast, um, we've been putting it up in that feed as well. This is going to be the last episode that goes up in that feed. So if you want to keep listening, and we really hope you do, um, please follow us at The Ridiculous. You just... You know, just put in the ridiculous and you'll find it. We're on every podcast platform. You can find us wherever. So we would love for you to listen. We'd also love, thank you guys so much for those of you who have rated and reviewed the podcast. That really helps people find it. And we've gotten some really nice reviews. We have. And, you know, to all my friends out there that are always like, hey, Jen, thanks for being such an amazing, cool, supportive friend and always there for me. And- <laughs> supportive of my endeavors and businesses and uh-huh. um you know thanks for promoting me uh you know now's the time where you can ask yourself how can i get jen back <laughs> <laughs> ask yourself I- what have i done for jen lately <laughs> what have i done for jen no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding but also not if you guys can just take one minute to yeah because i i mean i know i have more friends than reviews right now is what i'm trying to say same i'm doing the numbers in my head and the amount of friends that talk to me about the podcast and how uh-huh. much they love it versus the amount of reviews we have right now it's just not <laughs> the numbers are not numbering. I am Doesn't not. <laughs> sense. Jen and I have been crunching the numbers all week long. <laughs> and we know there are more of you out there. So take a minute, rate and review, please, and tell a friend. Help um, us make these numbers make sense is what I'm saying. <laughs> help us help you listen to dumb lists. Uh, Jesus. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> No, I know it sounds stupid, but it, it's it, in the podcasting world, it's really important for getting us out there and getting us on the higher platforms. And really, you know, um, that's where the magic happens. It's where the magic happens. Breaks past those barriers when, when we have, um, they go by how many reviews you have. So it really does mean a lot to us. Um, and thank you in advance for all of your support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to the list. Okay. All right, so Jen, I think I'm going first today, and yeah. my list is actually a throwback to our old podcast, Dumb Love. So this is kind of like, for those of you who are listening on our Dumb Love feed and who are Dumb Love fans, um, this is like a little nod to you, and um, and also a come on over to the ridiculous. Um, mine is from people.com, and it is... 10 of the stupidest criminals of all time. Oh, awesome. You scared me because I was like, oh, no, because mine is kind of love-related. <laughs> great. This is great. Okay, let's do it. Okay, and it is um, compiled by Kale Haverwald. Number 10 is there was a boy, a 17-year-old boy in Omaha, Nebraska, who decided to um, carjack a woman 
So she was taking her son to school. He stuck a gun in her face and <gasps> demanded that she give him her car. She, of course, was like, yes, got out of the car. And um, and he was about to take off when he realized it was a stick shift. And, he and this dum-dum couldn't drive uh... a stick shift. So he got the car like... Like only like a couple of yards in two minutes. And while he was like trying to drive, she's of course on the phone to the police and he was immediately caught by the authorities. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how to drive a stick, um, but yeah. one of my favorite lines in a movie is from Buffalo 66 and it's when he's trying to steal a car, uh-huh. and Christina Ricci's car, and um, it, it, he was like, what is this? Is this a shifter car? He's like, I drive luxury vehicles, cars that shift themselves. I drive <laughs> a shifter say car. Every time I see a shifter car, I say, that. What is this, one of those shifter cars? <laughs> that's awesome. I, I take a lot of pride in that I can drive a stick shift. Like, that's what I learned on. That's what I drove until this, the car that I drive now. So, for however many years that is, like 30 years, not 30 years, 20 years. I Do you prefer it? I, I feel uh, like people um, that are know how to drive stick prefer it because it makes them feel real cool. <laughs> I do like I do like the idea of like yeah um I don't know that I prefer it but I there is something like you do pay more attention to how you're driving you feel cooler I mean and you are cooler and you're more badass yeah Yeah, that's feel like that's one hundred percent true Vin Diesel (laughs) Vin Diesel knows how to drive a stick one hundred percent how else would he be like driving all those cars in the Fast and the Furious I don't know. (laughs) Uh, okay so number nine is Derek Mosley he decided to rob a gun store and he came armed with a baseball bat seeing as though it was a gun shop the manager immediately pulled the gun on the would-be robber and kept it in his crosshairs until the authorities arrived just, oh just... my god. What's that phrase? You don't bring a knife to a gunfight? Yeah. Whatever? Yeah. <laughs> you don't bring a bat to a gun store. <laughs> don't bring a bat to a gun store. Don't I remember bring a bat to any robbery, really. Like, right? What? Like, that's just bad Robin. I mean, I know. look, we learned a lot in our time as true crime podcasters, and that's like one of the number one rules don't bring yeah. a bat. <laughs> Ding dong. Everybody else has a gun. (laughs) Everyone can overpower a bat. Yeah. Okay. So the next number eight is Joey Miller and Matthew McNelly. It says these men were behind the likely worst and least thought out disguises in the history of crime. Um, They didn't use masks or anything, but instead they decided to disguise themselves by drawing on their face with permanent marker. While it may, may have made them hard to recognize during the crime, permanent marker is, as the name suggests, <laughs> notoriously hard to remove. So the men were easily, extremely easily to identify when the police were looking for the culprits. The dumb stunt named the duo the nickname Dumb and Dumber. Oh my God, that is hilarious. What do you think they drew? I'm just imagining dicks. Dicks, dicks, dicks. <laughs> All over their faces. Yeah, like it's probably like they were drawing on each other and one drew a dick and then the other person draw a dick on the other person and then they try to scribble some in. There's a mustache. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like a cat nose. There's. They should have just like walked in like this. (laughs) For those of you who are just listening, uh, Jen just did out. Owl face with her hands like you yeah. do when you're a small child. The upside down, okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'd be like, Jen, is that you? <laughs> and then you would be like, who? <laughs> oh my God. Is that what it is? Owl face? You know, I don't think I ever really realized that. I think I just. What did you like, think you were doing here? Um, it's an owl. I guess. I think, I don't know, my friend, like, growing up, we just used to do that to make a funny face. But I don't think, now I totally get it. So number seven is um, Mark Smith. So uh, in 2017, Mark Smith, who was high on Valium and drunk on vodka, decided to break into a home. Um, 
And since he was feeling the effects of this drugs and alcohol, he curled up into the homeowner's bed for a nap. He was woken up by the local police and sentenced to 18 months. Oh, that's kind of sweet, actually. Is it? No. But it looks adorable. It looks adorable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, he's just a robber. Yeah. Oh, I hope he had like a robber mask, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That's how they knew he was a robber. Um, Okay, so number six. Wearing one of those striped t shirts. Yeah. This black Zorro mask and a black beanie. I mean, that's 100% how I pictured it, like, from, like, the <laughs> party store. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, murr, 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 murr. Yeah. doing this. Um, okay, number six is Kla- Klaus Schmidt. Um, in the August of 1995, um, he was in Berlin and decided to rob a bank with a handgun. This acted out like a pretty standard bank robbery in the, until the tellers asked him, do you need a bag? To which he responded, you're damn right, it's a real gun, which made it obvious to tellers that the robber was deaf. With this realization, they sounded the alarm, which notified police, and he had no idea. In a funny twist, he later sued the bank for apparently abusing his disability. What? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Did he win? I mean, he sued, but did he win? I don't know, Jen. That's all of the information I have. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure there's no other information about this on the internet. No, probably not. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that I would know that I would do, like, I would put those two together that, like, just because they didn't answer my question right, oh, he's deaf. I wouldn't have. I would just be like, oh, he's crazy. Yeah. Or just like, you know, he's in the midst of fucking... Robbing a bank. He's probably, yeah, yeah. He's all he's hopped preoccupied. up. Preoccupied. Yeah, <laughs> he's got other things on his mind. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Do you need a bag with that?" <laughs> like, what kind of customer service? To me, it sounds like he like rehearsed that in his head before, like when he was pumping himself up in the car before the robbery. Like, you damn right, it's a gun. You're damn right, <laughs> it's a gun. <laughs> and then the first time somebody said something to him, he was like, "Damn right, it's a gun." <laughs> It's like how comedy at comedy shows, like sometimes people will just yell out the most insane things that have nothing to do with anything. And you're just like, oh, you just wanted to yell something out. Like you just were ready with something and you couldn't hold it in any longer. Like roll (laughs) tide or something. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Uh. Okay. So number five is James Blankenship. Uh, He tried to break in and rob his own mother's home during broad daylight. He got spooked and went to hide in the crawl space. When he was apprehended by police, he said he was extremely stunned because he didn't think it was possible to be arrested for burglary during the day. That (laughs) he just thought like, that's the law. If it's nighttime, it's a burglary. My God. (laughs) Wow. Also, he was breaking into his own mother's home. So, okay. Uh, I would also like to just point out that these are all men. Uh, Number four (laughs) is just an observation, no judgment call. Okay, so this says, one of the keys to success when completing a robbery is to pick the right target. The best target is likely an empty house, while pretty much the worst possible target would be a house full of police officers, which is exactly what Darren Kempton decided to do. Um, he, The house he selected had already been burglared earlier in the evening, so police were already at the scene when he tried wow. to break in. He had also tried to rob a separate house early in the day, but he cut himself and fled. However, he left a trail of blood at the scene and could therefore be identified in that crime, too. It's like, man, wow. you just got to give up. You're bad. You're bad at burglaring. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, policemen live together? Like, <laughs> this makes way more sense. Makes way more <laughs> And also, I mean... If they are, they're at the scene of a crime, you'd think there are probably police cars everywhere. Yeah, that is true. Like, what a ding dong. It's not like they were undercover. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Um, Okay, so uh, number three is Ruben Zarate. In 2008, an 18-year-old named Ruben Zarate attempted to rob a muffler shop in Chicago. 
He demanded money and was told that most of the cash was stored in a safe that could only be opened by the manager who wasn't scheduled to come in until a few hours later. To save himself some trouble, he left his cell phone number for the store to call him back once the manager arrived. No. (laughs) Of course, the store first called the police and then called Zarate back. He came back and noticed the police waiting for him and engaged in a brief shootout with cops before eventually was arrested. Oh my God, that's so funny. That kind of reminds me, it just triggered a memory of when I used to work at Urban Outfitters. And this girl um, had stolen a bunch of stuff and it was like Mm -hmm. she grabbed it and ran out the door. Yeah. But she left her cell phone and car keys. (laughs) 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 And we were like, oh man, I can't wait for her to come back in here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what's funny is I can't remember how that played out. Like I can't remember if we ended up, if she never came back for him and we ended up like handed them off to the police or what, but I remember it being the most satisfying feeling in the world when we realized that we had her car keys and her phone. Oh yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. Okay. So number two is Albert Bailey. In 2010, Albert Bailey and an unnamed juvenile accomplice decided to rob a bank in Fairfield, Connecticut. Um, But just, you know, they wanted to make sure that they could get in and out really quickly. So Albert had the brilliant idea of calling ahead to have them get the money ready (laughs) for him. (laughs) So he was like, hey, we're coming. We're on our way. (laughs) We're we're about to get the money ready. Uh, And of course, the bank was like, okay, well, come on in. We'll have it ready for you. They called the police. Oh my uh, god! It's like using the Starbucks app to call, like place your <laughs> order ahead of time. Yes, exactly. Uh, so obviously oh they god. were arrested. Um, and then the number one stupidest criminal is Dennis Hawkins. Um, he's a 48 year old man who tried to rob a bank in Pittsburgh. He didn't get the memo about needing a good disguise. So he decided to choose a woman's blonde wig, fake breast and bright clown pants. Even worse, he did not like shave to like pretend to be a woman. He just, he still had a beard. As soon as he robbed the bank, he went across the street to steal a car from a nearby gas station where the attendant then called the police who came and apprehended him right away. Oh my God. Still in his clown costume. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, man. What a bunch of dum dums. I love some dumb criminals. Yeah. I'm just so glad that there are dumb ones out there, you know? Oh, yeah. There's going to be criminals no matter where you go, what you do. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, I'm, sh- you know, it's kind of like a little bone being thrown, not only to <laughs> law enforcement, but just society that some of them are just so fucking stupid. And yeah. it's hilarious. So yeah. that's great. I love it. Are you ready for my <laughs> list this week? Yes, I'm excited about this. Okay. I feel like this is going to be kind of controversial. I okay. know I said that like I like to read these in real time with you guys um, so that I could be surprised. But I did cheat and I read a couple of them. And it's really kind of like I thought when I read that the, I'm building this up too much. I thought I when know. I read the headline <laughs> that it was going to be one thing, but then when I started reading them, I was like, "Oh, I don't know, maybe okay. not." So anyway, okay. So this is an uh, listicle for BuzzFeed written by Jess Goodwin, and it is these 21 people are sharing what happened after they left their partners for the people they cheated with. Okay. Yeah. So you think it's all going to be, there's some good, some bad. So let's just ride through this journey together. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So number one, uh, Rainbow Bright 826 said, I left my Mm -hmm. husband to be with someone because we had no sex life and the sex with the new guy was amazing and he completely love bombed me, making me feel attractive after feeling sexually ignored in my marriage for years. The new guy ended up being a controlling, manipulative narcissist and the most emotionally damaging relationship I've ever been in. I stayed for over a year before I was able to get out, and I went to a lot of therapy and did a lot of self-help to figure out why I did that to myself. I still feel insanely guilty for what I did. My husband wasn't the one, and we had problems beyond my understanding at the time. We probably would not have worked out anyways, but I wish we had ended it in a better way and I would have been more respectful. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty self-aware. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. I, and like, uh, it's true. I remember, I remember when we were in couples therapy or whatever, and um, and she warned us both like, beware of shiny objects. Mm. You know, because obviously we were having issues. We're divorced now. But I remember her saying. <laughs> so did it work out? Did she do No, it didn't. <laughs> no, but Maybe yeah. Maybe she wasn't the best there. No, but she was like, beware <laughs> of shiny new objects. Because like, yeah, like like when you're having problems in a relationship, like the other side, like someone else might come in. And especially mm -hmm. narcissists and manipulative people will see those areas where you're lacking and really posture and try to give you that and make you think that they're the the answer to all your prayers but really they're just fucking playing you you know yeah it's, i it's, that's that's my um i think that's like the best line in uh a movie we talked about recently high fidelity uh -huh. um where he's like coming back and asking, I can't remember her name, to get back together with his girlfriend to get back together with him. And he's talking about, you know, how these new people, she was like, but there's always going to be new people. And he was like, no, I know, but now I know. Like, the, I, the reason they're so attractive is because like, you know, you think you don't, you don't see their dirty underwear. You don't know their flaws. Yes. You think their everything is shiny, but they have those. You just don't know about them. And he's yeah. like, but I love your flaws and your dirty underwear and your, you know, all of those things. So like, just that, like, of course, new people seem like perfect because you don't right. know them. <laughs> you don't know exactly. Them. And you create an idea in your head of what yeah. you think they are, what you want them to be. Yeah. Not that um, that means like stay with the person you're with, obviously in this in yeah, that sounds scenario, like it sounds like, you know, that they would have probably ended the relationship anyway. But of course, like cheating and leaving is just not the way. Right. Right. I mean, it is a way, but yeah, <laughs> it's not, you know, not the way that you can feel great about. This person is anonymous and said, not me, but my mom cheated on my dad with her work partner. He was also married at the time. Both pairs got divorced and now they're married to each other, moved to a different country and had a kid on their own. But one time my mom told me that if my dad ever wanted to try again, she would go back to him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Talk about like, it sounds to me like she made a mistake and now she's like just living in it. Well, that's, you know what, I that's mean? what I'm wondering is if some people feel like pot committed, you know what I mean? It's like, well, I may, I up, uprooted my whole life. I ruined somebody else's life for this right. thing that I thought was like a perfect a relationship. Now together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what? And obviously they had chi children before, like you know, you might feel like, oh, I have to stay in this relationship. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, Alyssa Lara0328 said, I had been in love with my coworker for years and he mm -hmm. and knew that if he ever gave me a chance, I'd blow my life up to be with him. I finally couldn't take it anymore. So I poured my heart out to him and it turns out he felt the same way all along. So I left my fiance and he left his long-term girlfriend. And one year later, we're married and with a baby. It was always supposed to be him. Our lives just never lined up to allow it. We had to make it happen. We're so blissfully in love. It's disgusting. I'm pretty sure that's the plot to The Office. And this is Pam and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but good for them. I mean, it sounds yeah. to me like they they ended their relationship. They emotionally cheated, mm -hmm. it sounds like. But they ended yeah. their relationships to be together. So, okay. I can yeah. get be okay with that. Um, this one says, I cheated on my husband with a coworker about five months after having my son. Who wants to have a, <laughs> who wants to do that when five months after having a, when you have a newborn baby, who's got the what? fucking time? Seriously, five months after I had a baby, I was still like, don't you fucking touch me. <laughs> I know. I was still a zombie. God. Yes. So uh, it said, we had been together almost eight years at that point. I knew it was over when he chose video games over me and our son. I have now been with the man I cheated with for five years. I'm much happier and honestly wouldn't change what I did. I know I hurt him, but it was worth it for all of the pain and hurt he put myself and our son through for not choosing us. This sounds like they're very young. Yeah. Not somebody only video games, but she's got a lot of energy. 
Yeah. That's a young person. That's somebody whose body healed real quick. Yeah. She bounced back. Give her. Uh, this person said, I was in a, I was in a miserable soul-sucking marriage to a woman who cheated multiple times. The marriage lasted 18 years, but it ended the day I met the love of my life, and I knew we were meant to be together the moment I laid eyes on her. That was 10 years ago. My marriage ended. I married the girl of my dreams, and we have had an incredible marriage. I'm a very happy guy. Good for you. I mean, yeah. it sounds like a miserable marriage to begin yeah. with, and like that there was cheating on all sides, so... Yeah. What goes around comes around. I'm glad you found somebody somebody that makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, This one says, Rebecca B13 said, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship and I was so unhappy but didn't have the confidence to leave. I cheated with someone I liked who was kind to me. I knew it was absolutely the wrong thing to do. I was caught up in the drama and excitement. I broke up with my ex after I had a breakdown and he didn't care. I felt so happy and free. I started a real relationship with the person I cheated with. We've been together 11 years, are married, and have a child. I shouldn't have cheated. That was trashy. I should have left sooner, but at the time, it felt so overwhelming and impossible. I'm happy now. See, these are the ones that make me feel like like not so black and white about cheating, you know? It's not so black and white. I think that, you know... In our dumb love days, we did a good number of love stories where something along these lines kind of happened. It was like where people were in really miserable relationships or they, you know, one was out of a relationship and one was kind of still in, but they reconnected and they were the loves of each other's lives. And, you know, it's like, it's just, it's messy. Things are messy. It's not always, it's not always black and white. Yeah. I mean, especially if the person you're with is trash, you know? Yeah. yeah. Some people are trash. And if like if they're treating you bad or they're um, you know, if they're abusive or if they're cheating on you too, mm-hmm. then I don't know. Sometimes people just need to do something like that to burn the whole thing to the ground. You yeah, what that's mean? what I was gonna say. It sounds like there's like they don't know how to do it in a way that would be like, hey, I want this to end, but by cheating they bit yeah, they're basically blowing it up from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So um, this one is by Veronica Ashmonica. Ver- okay. Oh, Veronica Schmonica. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica <can't>. Ashmonica. <laughs> Ashmonica. Okay. I know there's just so many ways I could read this. It could be like. Veronica's harmonica. <laughs> oh, maybe it is. Maybe she's a harmonica player. Maybe. Uh, she said, I left my fiance of six years for a guy I randomly met who was six years younger than me and started cheating on him, on him with. We now have been together over seven years with two kids and I've never been happier. No one in my life understood why I did it, but no one in my life could see the micromanaging, controlling side of my ex that made me go crazy every day. Never settle. See, this is another case for cheating. (laughs) I mean, I guess what we're trying to say is go for it. on your husband. (laughs) You may be happier than you've ever been. Could change your life. This one says. I mean, if I'm uh, keeping a tally, so far it's like a lot of happily ever afters, and right. maybe one, it was a bad mistake. I was totally <laughs> thinking that this was going to be like, and I totally regret it, and I shouldn't have mm-hmm. done it, and my life is never. But everybody's like, yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Would recommend. Um, okay. Hang on. I imagine this isn't like a great sample size probably people who are miserable and regret it don't tend to write in on reddit posts yeah. you know well you know a lot of these are anonymous this one's anonymous it says mm-hmm. um i was with my first wife for seven years she had slowly become this person i could barely stand to be around we'd become friends with another couple really good friends oh i see where mm-hmm. this is going one night after a lot of drinking there was a soft swap Nothing below the belt. What? Sorry, we what? all agree. A soft swap. I'm guessing that's like a swingers kind of thing. <laughs> okay, we, it sounds gross, doesn't it? A I soft know. swap. Ugh. It's like 
the word's like moist. moist. Yeah. <laughs> a moist swap. We all agreed shortly after that it was a bad idea, mostly because it was clear there was a connection between me and the other woman. Fast mm-hmm. forward a few months and my first wife got pregnant with our second child. Things weren't going great and soon my wife told me she was planning on leaving me after the birth of our second child. It was just a power play to get me to stop traveling for work. Mind you, she traveled more than I did. This guy sounds bitter as fuck. Yeah. Eventually, um, the other woman and I started talking again, which in turn led to confessions about how we felt about each other and then progressed into a few meetups over the course of a few weeks. We finally both had enough and told their spouses we were getting a divorce. It had been six years and we're just now starting to get along with my ex. My new wife, M, and I work really hard to communicate and see a therapist in order to make sure that we are always strengthening our relationship. I've never been happier and I know I'm with my soulmate. Uh, this guy sounds like he's working really hard to justify everything. Like, I like, mean, he, you left your pregnant wife. Yeah. And he's like, like she, she was, she was going to leave more me. than me. Yeah. Like it was yeah. a power play. I don't know. I don't like this guy. Yeah. Um, I'm not buying it. Yeah. There's Soft just something. Swap. Ugh. Hmm. Um, Cassie Dwyer wrote, I left my boyfriend of seven years for my neighbor and he left his wife of 16 years for me. We've been together for two years now and engaged for one. He's absolutely my soulmate. We felt bad for a while about what we had done, but when you know, you just know. I couldn't imagine my life without him. There is a reason we both ended up in that bay, and I know it was the universe. But like wife of 16 years. Yeah. Um, And it was like, my boyfriend of seven years, my neighbor who left his wife for 16 years. That all just sounds kind of not good to me. No. See, I really don't know how to feel about any of this stuff. Like, I think the ones I'm mostly on board with is like, oh, my spouse was a horrible person. They were abusive. They were cheating, whatever. Then it's like, great, great, great. Or like, we weren't married. We were just, you know, dating. I have a much harder time when it's like, involving children (laughs) they're like marriage and kids and not that i mean you know it's like as we have said i think a million times is that whatever you want to do whoever you want to be with however you want to like arrange your like you know your marriage or relationship whatever if you want to open it up awesome if everybody's on board and happy cool yeah (laughs) but like when you get into some of these it's like i don't know I don't know. I know. I also it's I like, also just don't really believe I really don't believe in like staying with someone that you're not happy with. I mean, I think that's the silliest thing you could do. So silly. You know? I, I mean, agree. it just is like but there are better ways to go about breaking up a marriage. Yeah, it's weird cheating. how some of these sound like oh, like des- like clandestine and meant to be mm-hmm. and you know, but then some of them you're like ew. Like some yeah. just sound different, right? <laughs> like yeah, they swap. do. I know. I, I don't know. know what the difference is, I, but right. I definitely feel feel like I'm on board with some of the people and then not on board with others. So, okay, this one. That's when I say some just sound weird. Okay, this one says my ex was fat. The girl I cheated with was skinny, and that was my excuse. I was a complete moron. Listen to me. It's not worth it. My ex was the best person I've ever known, and I miss her love and companionship more than anything. She was beautiful. She was kind. She was smart and funny, and she was good to me, and I had so many excuses for why I couldn't be what she needed me to be. I wish I could press rewind. Yeah, you fucked up. You blew your whole fucking life up because a girl was skinny? I'm like, what the fuck? Do you think that? Uh, <laughs> like I don't feel then? sorry for you at all. But at least you're no. admitting that you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt that that kind of guy would just do it all over again. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad for that girl. I'm glad for the beautiful fat woman. She is better off. Find someone who appreciates you now. Yeah. Okay. This one, uh, and artichoke hearts said, my relationship with an emotionally abusive dude had been declining for years. I even started packing to leave him and he didn't notice. Mm -hmm. There was a friend of mine that I had a silly crush on for years. I didn't question he and I hanging out more. 
because I, it was usually a group hang and I thought he could never possibly be attracted to me. My friend and I went to a house party one night, not even halfway through the night, he said he was having a panic attack. I drove him home because I'd driven us together he, and we ended up kissing for maybe 10 seconds. I immediately apologized and left. When I got home, my boyfriend was awake and I broke up with him at 1.38 a.m. She's very specific. <laughs> uh, the friend and I ended up getting married a few years later. I've had a lot of mm. people say once a cheater, always a cheater, but that has not been my experience. Like this is one of those stories that's palatable. Yeah. You know? It's like a 10-second kiss yeah. from after years of emotional abuse. I and get what you need to, you know, like, it yeah. sounds like where she's like, I didn't think this person would ever be attracted to me. I'm like, well, that's just you've been beat down for yeah. so long that like, yeah. you couldn't even see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. This one says, um, fucking horrible. I had a boyfriend of 10 years, but we had been having issues for ages. And suddenly I met somebody out of the blue that seemed like my actual soulmate. I gave up everything and gave him everything for a year, even though he was immature and insecure. And it's ending now and it's the worst thing I've ever been through. He decides he needs time to figure himself out and has become the most despicable, disrespectful, horrid person. But he's convinced he's doing nothing wrong. My entire life is in tatters and I completely deserve it. See, that's how I thought these were going to go. Yeah, I don't know um, that you deserve that relationship. Like, right. you don't. I, that see that's the other thing is like one bad act doesn't mean you deserve to be in a miserable relationship like just get right. out of that relationship but <laughs> like yeah yes you did a bad thing and you're also in a horrible relationship like both things can be true like you can have been a bad person and you're with a bad person like you don't yeah. deserve one because you did the other yes that's you know true. You're you're kinder than me. I was like, yeah, you cheated. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like maybe be by yourself and figure out why you cheated. You know? Like, yeah, maybe you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, I'll do just a couple more. This one is from Quizzy Jim forty eight said, "My first husband was the cheater, not me. We were married for three years. He cheated with." my married best friend. Mm -hmm. We all divorced. About a year later, I married my divorce lawyer, Sex in the City, the son of <laughs> longtime, uh, the son of longtime family friends and husband number one married my best friend. I've had a solid, happy life, married 32 years and raised four kids. They've stayed together, but per his sisters, he repeatedly cheated on her. She also said, I don't wish any of them, um, wish them any ill will. It's so long ago now it feels like it happened to someone else. But God definitely led me to a much better man after going through mm -hmm. that hell. Um, husband number one and I never had any kids. They're all from number two. My next ex has um, never had any kids. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Good that for, you. for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I will do um, – I wonder if she feels more. like his cheating – was a good thing in the end or yeah. that she got out of it before she had kids with them or, you know, all of those things. Yeah. Not that it was like a good thing. Like, Oh, thank you for cheating on me. But just like, yeah. Looking back on her life, she's happier with this second husband. And yeah, I mean, really like any bad relationship that you've been in any kind of like breakup or mm -hmm. situation where the other person may have done you wrong or may have not, or maybe you wanted things to be different and they weren't um, and it didn't work out. Like every single one, you could always look back on it and be like grateful that it happened the way that it did because it had to happen that way. Yeah. It just had to. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that doesn't really match up with what I'm saying about these cheaters. <laughs> don't even listen to me. I don't know what I'm saying. It's hot in here. You guys, I'm in this room and I have to shut the AC off because it's so loud. And I'm smelting. <laughs> it's hot in Atlanta like, today. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It's 100 degrees <laughs> in this room. Anyway, I'll end it on this last one because I just can't take it anymore. Okay, this person said... Uh, and finally, I left my husband for the other man who also left his wife for me at the beginning of 2021 because I felt so unseen by my husband and I felt like he just tolerated me. The new guy love bombed me with messages and texts and showered me with affection and compliments and, and it felt like 
Uh, he always made me a priority. Honestly, I felt like we were made for each other. We started making plans to move in together. Fast forward to Thanksgiving 2022 when I found multiple pictures of nude women on his computer and confronted uh, him about them. Turns out he had been having multiple online, online affairs for most of our relationship. Looking back, I ignored a lot of the yellow flags and even six months later, I still feel so stupid. I want to punch the air when I think about him. Damn. Yeah. Beware the shiny objects and mm-hmm. beware the love bombers. Yeah. I was going to say that's, yeah. uh, that feels like that's probably more of the typical what happens, right? Where it's just like the first one, it just seems you're in an unhappy relationship. You're feeling kind of neglected. Maybe nothing is like so wrong that you would break up. But it's just not right. And then somebody comes along and is like, seems to be all the things all at once. And you just jump. And yeah, it's probably, (sighs) yeah, never a good thing. I've Um, learned that you have to ask yourself if someone's so madly in love with you right in the beginning, mm -hmm. you have to be like, remind yourself that they can't possibly be because they don't know you. So yeah, this is a red flag. Like, yeah, you want to believe that you're so amazing and perfect and, you know, and wonderful right. that someone loves you. So, but the reality is if they're doing that, they're just like, they're playing out a role for themselves. Yeah. What they want to be to you. Right. Which, you know, is a lesson you have to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Listen, I get a lot of – now that, um, you know – well, I'm in a relationship right now, but now that I've been divorced and single and on the apps throughout the last few years, Instagram targets me all these crazy like, relationship memes and like – Oh, really? Tell it like it is. <laughs> yeah. Ladies, there's a lot of ladies and dudes. For, for some reason, the guys are always eating fruit while they're talking. <laughs> Like there's a guy that just lays on a tire and eats some lettuce while he like he literally crunches on lettuce. He's like, let me tell you, ladies, if he's not, or he would if he wanted to, or something uh-huh. like that, or like if he's it, then let him go, cause you are a queen. And it's like there's just so much garbage out there. But one thing I have learned from these Instagram people is. Beware the love bombers. Beware so. the love bombers. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, huh. well, that was a good list. That was yeah. surprising. It was surprising. A real mixed bag. I feel like we yeah. went through a whole journey there. <laughs> I told you it would be a roller coaster. <laughs> so now is the part of. Uh, the episode where we discuss our top five of something. This week we are doing the top five songs that are the most fun to belt out singing. Yes. Right? Is the, Am I saying it wrong? You say it. I did top five songs to sing out loud to in the car, <laughs> which is exactly what you said. That's more succinct. We'll go yeah. with what you said. I thought of it as like, you know, there are some songs, some songs that like, you know, it's like when I'm with my family or when I'm with my friends that you like comes on and you just can't help but sing. And there's also some of the songs on my list where I sing them out loud in the car by myself because nobody else wants to hear that shit. (laughs) Like either me singing or the song. So I just want to say that this is not high art. These are mostly trash songs and I don't need anybody to judge me. For my song choice. <laughs> no, there's, this is a no judgment zone. I mean, there's some judgment, of course. That's there's the definitely point. some judgment, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because then we go and ask people on Instagram, like, what do you think? What did you think about that yeah, list? They're like, no, you're wrong. I did get a lot of people um, from last week. We did um, most annoying phrases. And a lot of people agreed that six in one hand, half dozen in the other was what their most annoying yeah. phrase. So. <laughs> my friend Kristen was saying that um, there's someone she knows that I always go six and one, six and one. Six oh, and like they <laughs> like, and that's even worse. That's like, even they're worse. Sh- they're shortening. They are shortening it, <laughs> but I can't explain it. The math doesn't add up, but that's for some reason that's worse. Yes, 
Okay. It's worse. Oh, it's yeah. so worse. Okay. Um, okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. So my, I don't, these aren't really in a particular order, but um, number five is uh, Romeo and Juliet by the Indigo Girls, that Indigo Girls version. I know it's not their original song. Do you I know the song? Know. No. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I'll have to play it. Wait, let me. You have to sing okay. it. No, you I'm have gonna... to sing it. You have to belt it out loud. Okay. Love struck Romeo. <laughs> sings the streets of Serenade. He's laying everybody low. He's got a love song that he made. Uh, dire Straits. Oh, okay. I don't know it. But oh, I'm glad gosh. you like it. That's, I do I love, love that it. for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mine is uh, my number five is um, and you and I had a moment on one of our uh, comedy road trips where we sang the song together. It was magical right before. Oh, right before your album recording. Um, and it's uh, "Stay, Lisa Loeb." <gasps> that's also on my list. Is it? Um, yes. That's such a fun one, and it's a fun one to sing with your girlfriends. And I, I remember. A long time ago when I was living in New York City and I went to Beauty Bar and they had like a comedy night uh-huh. and I saw this girl like get up and I think it might have been an open mic and she just rather than doing any comedy, she mm-hmm. just play, took out a boom box and played Lisa Loeb's Stay <laughs> and then dramatically like lip synced it. Yeah. And I remember it being the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. Oh my it God. made me laugh so hard. And I don't know if this girl was doing it to be um, like ironic or if she was doing it to be like, um, uh, what's the word? Like like if it was against comedy because she's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. not doing comedy. If it was like in protest of comedy or just to be a pain <laughs> in the ass. Yeah. I don't know why she was doing it. But I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. And I have like over the course of my comedy life have always been trying to like find this girl. I remember she looks like Katie Hannigan. I remember asking Katie Hannigan, was that you? Was that you? Because I was – and she was like, no. no. Um, but um, I can't find her. And I bet that she probably just did it that one night and never looked back. And yeah. I was just, and I'll never forget it because it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Oh, my God. I love uh. stuff like that. I was just thinking about this the other day. I um, I one time opened for Chad Daniels, um, who was doing. He was recording an album, and um, the last day, so he was re- recording all weekend. It was actually Go Bananas, Go Bananas, Go Bananas, where I Go recorded bananas. my album. Go Bananas, um, and he. So the last, he's like, he got it on Saturday. So Sunday, he was just like, I'm so tired of doing these jokes. And he started his set by just going up. He didn't talk. He just like clapped his hand and was having people hand him things to stack on the stage. And he would like be like, oh, yeah. Like it was just like he was like a mime and he was stacking chairs and everybody was like dying and like clapping. And like it was the most excited people got. Finally, he like pretended to like lift this guy. He like asked a guy to come on stage like he was going to lift him on top of this big tower. It was I can't oh explain God. why it was so funny, but it was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it's like the same kind of thing where it was so weird, so random. Yeah. And just so delightful. And everybody loved and it. Everybody was on board. Yeah. yeah so brave. I just brave. would never. I'm like, because if it goes wrong, it goes so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the thing. It's like, I, I know it. if I do my setup and punchline, not everybody's going to love that, but like some people will. It's like, that's what they're expecting. Yeah. But like, but you to know. do something totally outside of comedy in the name of comedy is yes. just so hard to do. It's so hard, um, and I love yeah. it when it's done right, and sometimes yeah. when it's done wrong, it makes me feel it's delightful too. Um, yes, I do remember. Like we did have that big mo- that was like I was so stressed on that night because I had like not record like I hadn't gotten the recording that I wanted on Thursday or Friday. And so Saturday I knew first show that was like, that was going to have to be it. And I just was so tense. And then that came on and we both like sang at the top of our lungs and it totally like calmed me down, like made me feel like, you know, just got me out of my own head and it was so perfect. And you had the best set ever. That was and like the a best magical set, ever. set. It was great. Yeah. 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 And it was all it's thanks awesome. to Lisa Loeb. Yeah, so. <laughs> so yeah so i'll say so that is my that's on my list too so that's number also my okay so list. we'll make yeah. that your next one okay yeah 
So then my next one is um, Chicago. I want to say there's so many Chicago's yeah. songs that are so great to sing out loud. I'm going to go with You're the Inspiration. But uh, I think Look Away is a good one. Mm -hmm. um, you bring meaning to my life. life. <laughs> yes. Inspiration. When I have it in my Oh, also, oh, my yeah. Oh, man, I should have put Peter Cetera, Glory of Love on here. Oh, that but, is a great I mean, one. it's all the same. But yeah, yeah anything by Chicago. Okay, uh, so my next one is, and this is like not a great song, but it is the song in our car that the whole like Max loves. So we play it quite a bit and it's party in the USA. And it's always, it's always a bop. It's always a hit. The mind at the top of our lungs. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we put our cute. hands up. They're playing our song. Okay. <laughs> I also one time sang that song at um, when the first limestone comedy festival I did um, which was the very first one they had live band karaoke and my friend Mike Cronin and I did that song to live band karaoke and it was like the most fun ever. Uh, live band karaoke at Limestone is a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> um, okay, so remember last, a couple weeks ago, you put like five songs in one. I'm just going to put two songs in one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a tie between... And it's all in the name of like um, scorned woman, female empowerment. Yes, fuck you driving it. Like I always joke that like I can get over any dude in two Lizzo songs. Like yeah. with, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're very specific Lizzo song. Like just give me two and I'm good. Yeah, just yeah. Let me Lizzo it out real quick. But anyway, <laughs> so my songs are Truth Hurts. Yeah. And um, then Beyonce's Don't Hurt Yourself, uh, very specifically that I, I listened to that when I was going through, you know, marriage problems and divorce mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, it's all about like, uh, the song is basically about like, don't forget who your wife is. And like, you think mm. you're the, the, like, you think you're the lion, like, or you're the powerful one. Like, don't hurt yourself. If you hurt your wife, you hurt yourself kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, don't and and it's with like Jack White, um, but it's it's like a really great like, uh, you know, it gets a lot of aggression. Yeah, I will say it's a good, it's a good song. I have a song like that. I, I almost put on the list because it is a song I love to sing out loud to. But I was like, I don't know that anybody will know this song, um, and it is Jeff Buckley's "Last Goodbye." Oh my that god, song? that song just breaks my heart. Yes, oh and gosh, it's just like yeah. one of those songs that, like, like Ben and I have been together since we were like in our early twenties. So it's not that I've had a lot of breakups since then, but it's like one of those songs that, like brings up that like angst and just heartbreak, and I just can't. I, it's like one of those songs I. We'll, if I'm by myself, we'll sing at the top yeah. of my lungs. Yeah, oh, that's such a beautiful song. I love that yeah. song, but it it's a rips my heart right out. Yes, yeah, it's hard. Um, what else? Okay, wait. Now you're next. Okay, so my next song is Snoop. Shh, not Snoop. <laughs> Snoop. 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 <laughs> You make me want to snoop, snoop, snoop. That one? Is that the song? It's a song. It is Shoop by Sal and Peppa. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. My next one. Um, is really great and I love to belt it out and pretend that I'm a good singer, but I don't mm -hmm. think that I am. You know what? I will tell you that American Idol ruined singing for me. And just in the sense that like I used to love to sing. I used to think that maybe I had a good voice. Mm -hmm. I used to think it was listenable, if yeah. not maybe okay. Maybe I, I, but when I watch American Idol and I watch so many people singing and then so many people thinking they were a good singer and then the judges being like, oh my God, you're terrible. <laughs> and, and I was like, is that, is that me? Do I think I'm good and I'm terrible? And so like, I, I just, that made me just stop singing. 
Yeah. Like, I gotta tell period. you something, Jen. It's just all right for me, dog. <laughs> My singing is just mm-hmm. all right. Just right. Just right. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> Fine. I, I won't sing, and that's why I don't sing. But anyway, um, but I love to sing this song in the car by myself and pretend that I'm a good singer. It's a yeah. uh, Adele's "Rolling in the Deep." That's a really good yeah. One. That's oh, that's really such a one. great one yeah. to belt out. Oof, yeah. I love that. Uh-huh. Um. I, this is, I did, it's not on my list, but I love all of Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren <gasps> Hill. Oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. like, that is something I could sing the whole album through. Oh, yeah. And one time, so when we were hiking the Appalachian Trail, um, Aaron and I, Dr. Dudefuck, um, my my bestie, my, my old school BFF, we, uh, we're seeing, we had only have one Walkman between us. Like mine had broken. This was like kind of, you know, before Uh a new technology. So she would play the tape on hers and sing. And then I would sing along with her singing. And we were once singing. That is adorable. um, It's pretty adorable, but we were singing Lauren Hill and we come down and we see our friend who we're hiking with just like crying, like crying. And we're like, what's wrong? And he's like, then we realize he's like crying, laughing. He's like, oh my God, I thought somebody was fucking getting murdered (laughs) from the way you're guys, you're two whales. He's like, you're the worst fucking singers I've ever heard. We were like, we thought we were totally nailing it. (laughs) Yeah. That's why you yeah, need that like live band karaoke, you know. Yeah, you the, need a backing track. Yeah, you need that. <laughs> or even like when we went to karaoke, I feel like we turned the mics like way down so that you yeah. could like hear people's voices a little bit, but like it was more just. <laughs> hey, listen, I thought we did a fantastic job. I thought we, we nailed it. Karaoke. We did. Um, but I thought I remember that karaoke place being so funny because when with how it sounds in the room yeah. is totally different than what it sounds like in the hallway. Cause in the hallway, all you hear are the voices and you don't hear the, um, you don't hear the, um, this music at all. No, so it does it's so sound weird. Like someone's being murdered. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, um Okay, okay, so I will tell you my one. my number one is, um, and this is a little bit of a cheat, but it is the first four songs from the soundtrack of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> really? I refresh, refresh. Little my town mind. full of little <laughs> people waking up to say bonjour, 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 bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> And then awesome. it's it's like Bell, Bell Reprise, and then Gaston. Oh yeah. Oh I love yeah, that I just I just like I know every word. I love to sing it by myself in the car. Every once in a while I will just play the whole thing and uh just have a real great time. Good for you, man. <laughs> yeah, Good I'm not gonna do it with anybody you. else, but <laughs> Um, I love that. I love that for you. Um, <laughs> okay, my final um, best belting out singing slash karaoke song of all time is uh, it's just got everything. It goes here and it goes there. <laughs> brings you up. It takes you back down. Uh, it's very long. <laughs> Celine Dion all coming back to me now. I mean, it's just the drama. The drama. It's so fucking good. And like, I challenge anybody to try to not sing that song at the top of your lungs when it comes on. I mean, I've seen you do karaoke to it. And it was I love a whole performance. It was. It, it has was. to be. You can't just sing it without performing it. <laughs> uh, Dustin, Dustin Harder, who is a friend of the pod on um, Dumb Love, him and I have spent many uh, kitchen kitchen dances to that song. <laughs> oh, it's so. a good one. That's a good yeah. one. So yeah, so we want to hear from you. We'll put, uh, we're going to ask you on Instagram, but um, what is your sing out loud in the car song? Um, yeah, we want to hear what, 
Which ones do you agree with? Which ones do you not agree? Actually, you don't can't agree or not agree because these are our songs. So yeah, you know. So what? you just have to tell us what your songs are. And yeah. then we'll agree or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll judge you. How see yeah. how you like it. <laughs> We're the judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I can turn that back around. <laughs> uh, well, you guys, oh. thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you're listening on the Dumb Love feed, um, this is the last episode that's going to be up there. Find us at The Ridiculous. We're on, all over the podcast network. You can find us really easily. Rate and review. Tell a friend. All the things. Get in touch. We're at The Ridiculous Pod on Instagram. We're at The Ridiculous Podcast on all other social media. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week on The Ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous.